this morning, I want you to journey with me. I want you to go back in time with me. We're going to go back over 60 years in time, and we're going to review the music and the movies and even the moves of the decades. Uh, our purpose this morning is to discover who is the greatest movie star. Who is the greatest uh, music star? Who is the star of stars? As we present to you this morning, on this holiday weekend, we present to you Superstar. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around ten o'clock tonight. What, you to what decade is this? Let's give a good hand to our 50s couple. a good hand of appreciation real good hey do you remember the 50s when we remember the 50s we remember that an average house cost how much $14,000 an average brand new car cost $1,300 and a gallon of gas 20 cents per gallon but before you complain, minimum wage per hour was 75 cents per hour. And who was America's favorite star of the 1950s? Who is this? Elvis Presley or Elvis the pelvis. You got it. Elvis Presley dominated and typified the 50s. He enjoyed the greatest number of record album sales in all music history with over a billion in sales. Elvis became the highest paid male entertainer in all United States history. He's known as the king of rock and roll. Did you know that Elvis was raised in church? Did you know that Elvis was raised in a church just like this, an Assemblies of God church? At the height of his success, Elvis Presley told his pastor, you know, I'd serve God, but I've signed so many contracts, I don't even own myself anymore. At another time, he told Pat Boone, I'd pay a million dollars for just one week of real peace. Real peace. Do you remember where you were when the shocking news came out? The shocking headlines? Elvis Presley, dead. The world was not only astonished by the death of the 42-year-old rocker, but the world was shocked by his autopsy report. Fourteen different drugs were discovered in his body. Doctors said that Elvis had the veins of an 80-year-old man. I submit to you, if Elvis was a king, the king of rock and roll, he ended up being the king of nothing. The very things that he pursued 
for happiness ended up killing him. But let's move on. Let's move on to the next decade. Do you remember the sights and the sounds of the 60s? Give a hand to our 60s couple as they come on in. deserve a good appreciation yes the 60s the world was turned upside down in the 60s they were so revolutionary JFK was elected president the youngest ever Ford the Ford car company introduced a brand new car in the 60s it was called Mustang and you could buy a candy bar for how much 10 cents but what music group dominated the 60s. Who is this? The Beatles. The Beatles. There's never been before or since a group which has so dominated the music scene like the Beatles. The Beatles, uh, their music fanned the flames of cultural revolution. The sex, the drugs, the rebellion, revolution. A revolution, again, that turned the quaint 1950s world upside down. The somewhat leader of the Beatles, John Lennon, admitted that he, his wife Yoko, in fact all the Beatles took LSD and heroin. John Lennon said this and I quote, uh, I must have had a thousand trips. I used to eat it all the time. Derek Taylor, the press man for the Beatles, said this. I mean, uh, I'm Antichrist as well, but they're so Antichrist, they shocked me, which isn't an easy thing. Remember this song? John Lennon would have ever imagined his life would have ended so abruptly with a bullet in the back shot in the back at age 40 on the streets of New York City in fact 
I wonder what John Lennon is imagining even right now. Now how about my favorite decade? How about the 70s generation? Do you remember those sights? Do you remember those sounds? That's right. Lakeside has its own John Travolta. It's pretty sad that the best dancers in the church are the pastors and their wives. The 70s, the decade when you could buy a stamp for just eight cents, a pack of gum for 10 cents, but a basic calculator to do addition and just subtraction would cost you how much? $250. Imagine it. And there was one movie, one movie that kept Americans out of the water. What we are dealing with here is a perfect engine. Eating machine. The great white shark has staked a claim in the waters off Amity Island. You yell barracuda. Everybody says, huh? Why? You yell shark. We've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. When the preacher comes up to the pulpit, that's when you shut it off. Let's move from the serious and the macabre and the shocking. When America wanted to laugh in the 70s, America's newest funny man came all dressed up in what? A toga. I gave my love a cherry that had no stone. I gave my love a chicken that had no bones. I gave my love a story that had no end. I give. Sorry. name. John Belushi. John Belushi debuted in 1975 on Saturday Night Live, but National Lampoon's Animal House turned John Belushi into a number one star. Yet, in real life, 
Belushi acted more like his character, Bluto, in, in National Lampoon's Animal House. He loved to party. He loved to be wild. He loved to make people laugh. He, his lifestyle was made up of excessive eating, drinking, and abusing drugs. The more his popularity grew, the more his drug abuse increased. So on March the 5th, 1982, he decided to go for his highest high by mixing heroin and cocaine. But instead of a high, he got complete respiratory failure. And at just 33 years of age, John Belushi passed from life to death and plunged into eternity. Well, let's move on. Do you remember our next decade? How many of you remember the 80s? That was your favorite decade. The sights and the sounds, and especially that certain 80s look. Put your hands together and welcome our 80s couple. Jesse is a friend. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine. Lately something's changed, it ain't hard to define Jesse's got himself a girl and I wanna make her mine And she's watching him with those eyes And she's loving with that body, I just know it And he's holding her in his arms late, late at night Yeah, you got it right. One of our pastors again. Pray for me. I work with that every week. <laughs> the 80s. Reagan was president. The Berlin Wall came crashing down. And you remember the 1980 Olympics? Who did our U.S. hockey team soundly defeat? The Russians. And the 1980s music scene featured Madonna, The Police, Bruce Springsteen, Tina Turner, Prince, U2, Whitney Houston, but nobody, I mean nobody, rode the waves of success like this king of pop. You're getting it up there. Excellent. <laughs> wow. What talent. Not only could sing, but dance. Michael Jackson was only 14 years old when he had his first number one uh, solo single, Ben, in 1972. But his best-known hit uh, was the early 80s album, Thriller. It's still the best-selling album in all music history. But as the 1980s began to wind down, more attention uh, was focused on his personal life than his music. Do you remember his drastic plastic surgeries? His face-altering surgeries? And then he spent a whole decade in and out of court as allegations of child abuse assaulted his person. One of Jackson's closest spiritual advisors, a rabbi, said this, 
Michael's life is in serious decline. My criticism of Michael is his self-absorption. The whole celebrity thing where he needs to feel like he's worshipped. On June the 25th, 09, the world was shocked with the news that Michael Jackson is dead. His autopsy revealed his cardiac arrest was due to a cocktail mixture of painkillers, sedatives, lethal levels of the powerful anesthetic propopol, which he was addicted to. In fact, he loved it so much, he called it his milk. Michael Jackson, the greatest music star of the 80s, the king of pop, dead at only age 50. But let's move on to the next decade, the 90s. Do you remember the music and the movies of the this. 90s? Can't touch this. Touch this. Can't touch this. My, 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 Can't my music hit me so hard. Makes me say, Oh my Lord, thank you for blessing me. What am I to run into? You're just good. When you know you're down, I'm so don't hold back from the uptown. And I know it's such Let's give it up for our 90s couple. If I did that with my legs, I'd be in therapy for the next 12 months. The 90s, the 90s, remember, included Operation Desert Storm, the O.J. Simpson trial, which had America glued to their television sets, and of course, the Clinton presidency. Topping the music charts in the 90s were Mariah Carey, Hootie and the Blowfish, and the Smashing Pumpkins. And the top box office draws were Dances with Wolves, uh, Forrest Gump, and the mammoth movie hit Titanic. But again, when America needed to laugh in the 90s, Saturday Night Live supplied another rising Hollywood star. Do you remember his name? I don't see any McKeesport. It's the next town, tons of fun. It's got to be there. Okay, where's Moron? Okay, Moron's here, so McKeesport. Yeah, look, Magellan, we're at this wrinkle here. saw what happened there's nothing i could do right maybe if you didn't lean over to insult me you would have seen it coming shut up tommy it's not my fault poor little furry thing i've never seen one close up before what are we gonna do can't just leave it here <laughs> <laughs> No, loading it up took us over an hour. Now we only got 20 minutes before Brady Automotive closes. Yeah, where are we going to take the deer? I don't know, the vet. You take dead animals to the vet? Why not? Take you to the vet. Yeah, I'll take you to the... Got that? That guy 
might not call us. Can't believe you called me a psycho. Hey, were you in there just now? You are a psycho. And comb your hair. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say you did much better. Thought you were so cool. Watch and learn, he says. Well, I was watching. Know what I saw? <laughs> that just happened my car is completely destroyed I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life but that was awesome <laughs> but sorry about your car man <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> uh, give me his name who's the star that's right Starring in Tommy Boy, Chris Farley. Chris Farley's comedy hits included Tommy Boy, uh, Black Sheep, Beverly Hills uh, Ninja. He was rapidly becoming Hollywood's number one funny man. And his two idols were John Candy and John Belushi. Like John Candy, he abused food. And like John Belushi, he abused drugs and alcohol. On the night of December the 18th, 1997, while he was seeking even a greater buzz, a greater high, Farley never realized it would be his last. His last high, his last night on earth, his last breath, overdosing on cocaine and on morphine. Farley went from the here and now to the hereafter. And just like his idol, John Belushi, Chris Farley was only 33 years old. 33 years old. And if we, as we have become a new century, as we've begun the 21st century, what do we find? Uh, prices have changed, haven't they? Where an average brand new house in the 50s would, would cost you uh, $14,000, it now costs $241,000. Where an average brand new 50s car would cost you $1,300, it now costs on average more than $26,000. And a 50s gallon uh, of gas, which was only 20 cents per gallon, it's been as high as $4 plus a gallon. Hey, prices have drastically changed. But sad to say, saying goodbye to such talented, able stars who their stars shine so brightly for a while. Saying goodbye to them, that hasn't changed. Do you remember how a certain female vocalist how her star shines so brightly in our generation. Yeah, I 
Who is this? Whitney Houston, the only artist to ever chart, think of it, seven consecutive number one billboard top 100 singles is Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston won six Grammys, 30 billboard awards, 22 American Music Awards in her career. She sold more than 170 million records. She starred in four movie hits, The Bodyguard, The Preacher's Wife, Waiting to Exhale, and Sparkle. Whitney Houston is in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most awarded female artist of all time. No wonder Whitney Houston is known as the queen of pop. Yet the last 10 years of Whitney Houston's life were, were dominated by drug abuse. In a TV interview with Diane Sawyers, she admitted her deep, dark problem. 2002, she gave Diane Sawyer an interview, saying she was often her own worst enemy. If you had to name the devil for you, the biggest devil among them, that would be me. That would be me. That would be me. Can you imagine that being the epitaph of your life or written on your tombstone? On February the 11th, 2012, Houston sang, Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. Never knowing that it would be her last public performance. Two days later, she was found dead in her bathtub. The cause of death? Well, the L.A. County coroner said this, effects of heart disease and cocaine use just before her death. Toxicology results revealed additional drugs in her system, Benadryl, Xanax, uh, marijuana, Flexeril. Almost three years to the day, like mother, like daughter. Bobby Christina Brown Whitney Houston's daughter tragically died just like her mother. Both overdosed on drugs. Both abused drugs. Both drowned in a bathtub almost to the day. In her interview with Diane Sawyer, Houston was asked uh, to look 10 years, 10 years into the future and to paint a picture for what she wanted to be what her perfect life would look like. And Whitney Houston said, I want to be retired. I want to be sitting looking at my daughter grow up. I, I want to be able to enjoy my grandchildren. And I want to become a great woman of God. Where did this desire to become a great woman of God come from? Whitney Houston learned to sing where? In a church, in a gospel choir, she knew the word of God. She knew what it was to lift up her hands and worship the Lord and sing in tribute unto him. She knew what it was to have godly parents. Her mother was a well-known gospel singer. Think of it, raised in church. She sang gospel songs. 
Whitney sang about Jesus. At one time she knew him and walked with him. It just proves to show you how close you can get with God and miss him by a million miles. Searching for this presentation, it strikes one at the ability, the unbelievable, phenomenal talent that was bestowed upon the people. I'm speaking to you about the charisma, the multi-level ability of talent, and yet so wasted. Like Bodyguard, her movie Bodyguard that you just witnessed, so many tried to save Whitney Houston, but she couldn't even save herself. For there's only one real Savior. 48-year-old Whitney Houston, the queen of pop, died on February the 11th, 2012, while her 22-year-old daughter, Bobby Christina Brown, overdosed and died in 2015. Sin had cruelly crushed Whitney Houston's dream, her dream to watch her daughter grow up, her dream to enjoy her grandchildren, her dream to become a great woman of God. Now while Elvis was known as the king of rock and roll, Michael Jackson was known as the king of pop, and Whitney Houston was known as the queen of pop, our last star was simply known as Prince. In his first motion picture, won seven Grammys, a Golden Globe Award, and an Academy Award for his film that you saw many clips from, Purple Rain. In 2010, Time Magazine ranked Prince as one of the most 100 most influential people in the world. But his popularity wasn't just due to his talent. Many enjoyed him for his sexually saturated lyrics. It was his lyrics that led uh, Vice President Al Gore's wife, Tipper, to help initiate warning labels on, on music unsuitable for minors. Yet Prince went on to sell over a hundred million records worldwide, making him one of the top-selling artists uh, of all time. 
1993, as you will remember, Prince changed his name to an unpronounceable symbol. He explained that this symbol was a combination of the symbols for male and female. In his 2007 Super Bowl halftime performance, a show featuring a massive stage shaped like his symbol, his performance was carried to more than 140 million TV viewers, his biggest audience ever. In fact, Billboard ranked it the greatest Super Bowl performance ever. Later, in response to his legal disputes with Warner Brothers, Prince wrote the word slave on his face. Tragically, the word slave became prophetic as Prince became enslaved and addicted to pain medication. Just last year on April 21st, Prince was found in his personal elevator where he had overdosed on fentanyl, which is 50 times more potent than heroin and 100 times more potent than morphine. It's the most powerful painkiller on the market. In one of Prince's greatest hits, 1999, do you remember what he wrote? I was dreaming when I wrote this. Forgive me if it goes astray. When I woke up this morning, could have sworn it was judgment day. Yeah, 1999, we could all die any day. 1999, I don't want to die. I'd rather dance my life away. 1999. Yet Prince, one of the world's best-selling musical artists of all time, did die at age 57. Finally, in 1980, at the American Music Awards, Prince met this girl. You remember her name? What was her stage name? Vanity. Vanity. Denise Matthews, or her stage name that Prince gave her, Vanity, became Prince's principal backup singer, uh, number one dancer, his protege, his lover, and lead singer of the girl group, Vanity Six. She toured with Prince. She thrived on raciness, uh, often performing in lingerie and appearing on the cover of Playboy in 88. She appeared on TV and starred in several movies. When interviewed, uh, Vanity revealed there was a lot of cocaine. I tried men, I tried women, everything. I didn't snort cocaine, I smoked it. And her drug use nearly killed her. And after complete kidney failure, she was told by doctors that she had only three days, three days to live. In desperation, Vanity called out to God. <laughs> 
And her life was miraculously spared. And she committed her life to God. She was so transformed that she discarded her name Vanity and became her legal name once again, Denise Matthews. More than that, Denise entered the full-time ministry and became a Pentecostal evangelist. And she preached the gospel around the world. However, <laughs> however, due to her past, her cocaine use, she lost the use of both of her kidneys, which required daily dialysis. But she wrote this, I went into the emergency room twice this week. Boy, it's not fun suffering in this body of weak flesh. But Jesus is straightening out all my crooked places in my heart. As I go through this time of pain, I won't complain. And this was Denise Matthews' last television interview. There is no better place than to be in heaven, okay? You didn't know who you, when, when you were coming to this, you didn't know you were coming here. Thank you, Jesus. But you came, and God loves every single yes. one of us. He loves us so much. Like We are his children, and he, not only, he loves the sinners just as much as he, he loves the whole world. For God so loved the whole world. Yeah. Amen? Amen. The whole world. Amen. He's passionate That's about right. you. He wants you fixed. He wants yeah. because you know that there's no fornicating in heaven, okay? You know there's no lying. Whosoever believeth and maketh a lie, amen, he that overcometh shall inherit the kingdom of God. I'll be his God, he'll be my son, but the fearful, the abominable, the whoremongers, the idolaters, they shall not, they shall be in the lake of fire, which burns with fire and brimstone day and night. Come on, who wants to feel that? Listen, go to your fire, turn it up, put your hand on there. Let's see how long you last. <laughs> you don't want to go You don't want to go there. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. It's all about Jesus. Mm. Give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Only Jesus can transform a person like that. On February the 15th, 2016, just last year, after battling so many health issues related to her early drug abuse life, Denise Matthews, formerly known as Vanity, like Prince, at the exact age of 57, Denise passed also into eternity. But, but for Denise... Her death was her graduation to glory. The moment that she breathed her last breath here was the moment she experienced her first breath of heaven's sweet air. The second that she opened her eyes in eternity, she was greeted by angels. She was carried into the presence of the Lord. There was no more pain. There was no more sorrow. De Denise is more alive right now than any of us here in this room now she sings the songs that the angels sings she no longer walks by faith but she walks face to face with the lover of her soul the one she loved the most the lover of her life Jesus 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 
So from Elvis to Prince, what have we discovered this morning? I don't know for you, but two, two, what have we discovered this morning? I don't know for you, but two, two powerful truths stand out to me. The first truth, most of the lives that we have introduced you to this morning, think of it, they had it all. They had all the prosperity. They had all the popularity. They had all the prestige. They had all the things that so many pursue. But they came up miserable. Because those things never brought satisfaction. And they died so very empty. Perhaps you're here today and you're pursuing, you're seeking those very things. Hear me in this. It is said that all of us, all of us, have been born with a hole in our heart. It's a hole in your heart and my heart that is meant to bring you complete satisfaction, wholeness, peace, happiness. You can try to fill that hole in your heart with things. You can try to fill it with pleasure. You can try to fill it with power, prosperity, popularity. But there's only one thing that will ever bring you complete joy and happiness both now and throughout all eternity God you see that's a God shaped hole many that are on the pursuit don't know that their need is the Lord and that only the Lord can fulfill that need I'm convinced I'm convinced that if we could resurrect Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, if Whitney Houston and Prince would appear before us here this morning, I'm convinced that they all would quote this verse. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? You can gain everything like Elvis or Whitney, but then lose the best. Your own soul. I plead with you this morning, don't lose your soul. The second truth, the second truth that comes across vividly to us this morning it doesn't matter if you're a music or a movie star. It doesn't matter if you're a king or the president of the United States or just an ordinary Joe. There's no escaping death. Many think that it always happens to somebody else. Many think that it only knocks on the door of somebody else. That it'll never happen to you. The fact is this. Every step that we take, 
Every breath that we inhale, every beat of our heart takes us that much closer to the day, the date, the moment of our death. The one unchanging fact of life is this. Everyone dies. Our eventual appointment with death it cannot be negotiated it cannot be negated it cannot be nullified the Bible says and as it is appointed unto men once to die but after this what but after this what the judgment so it's more than death that we're talking about all of us must appear on judgment day so after reviewing the stars of this world the so-called stars I, I ask you uh, this morning which star which would, would receive your vote which star is really worthy to be called the superstar of superstars I'm convinced that only one is worthy of your highest praise. I'm convinced that only one is worthy of your applause, your adulation, and your adoration. This one, think of it, he never made a movie. He never recorded a hit song. He never ever won an Oscar. But more songs have been composed in his honor. More movies have been produced in tribute to him than any other. The world stars, think of it, can never offer you and I real peace. In fact, most of them led miserable lives. But this one that I speak of, he said this, uh, Come unto me, and I will give you rest. The world stars uh, can only be waved at uh, from a distance. They're, they're surrounded by bodyguards. They, they whisk by us in black limousines behind tinted windows. But this one is here this morning. And he's ready to wrap his sweet arms of love round about you and I. And he says to you, even now, I will never forsake you. I will never, hallelujah, leave you. I am with you always, even to the end of time. The reality of that promise became so vivid this past week. You know, as pastors in my family circle, we can share so many stories of being in the hospital, being at the deathbed, being in the funeral home, walking with our people through chemo, radiation, the worst of the worst. And even though intellectually we know that it can happen to anyone. It's easy to have the unconscious feeling that it'll never happen to your family circle. Again, I come from a family of ministers. My father and I have often chatted on the phone as we have shared prayer needs 
of our congregations and of people that we wonder when the shoe would drop in our immediate family circle. A week ago, my sister-in-law, my brother Jeff's wife, they pastor in Imlay City at that great church gateway assembly of God, was rushed into emergency. Her blood count had dropped down below four. Minimally, if you know anything about blood count, they want you at nine. They were astonished that she could even walk. She was losing blood, and they did not know why. Extensive testing, a CAT scan revealed she needed a colonoscopy. The colonoscopy brought it to the attention of the doctors that my sister-in-law Tammy, the youngest in our immediate family circle of children, has stage two carcinoma cancer of the cold. Becky and I met with Jeff and Tammy on Friday, and for four hours, we listened to them as they shared what has transpired this year in their ministry and the valleys that they've walked through and now this. And that verse, I will never leave thee, I will never forsake thee, the other verses, though you walk through the waters, they will not overwhelm thee. Though you walk through the fire, it shall not burn thee. I will take what the enemy intended for evil and turn it to the good. All of these verses began coming to our minds as we stood upon the promises of God. And in that parking lot of Applebee's restaurant, we wrapped our arms around each other in a football a circle, a huddle, and began to stand upon the promises of God's Word and worship Him and confess that Jesus is Lord and cancer is not Lord. That every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and even old cancer must bend its knee and confess with its mouth that only one <laughs> is Lord. Do you know Him? Do you walk with Him? In the moment of crisis when it comes in your life, do you have the assurance of having, of having Him as your great physician? Do you know who is still in the miracle business? Who is still in the healing business? My brother said, I take great comfort in knowing that Satan had to come before the throne of God and get permission to touch my sweetheart, Tammy. And knowing that he had 
permission lets me know that God is in control. He's on the throne and everything's going to be all right. Listen, the world's stars will take your money, they'll take your applause, they'll take your adulation, but there is one, there is one that we preach about this morning that became poor, that you and I might become rich. There is one who was forsaken, that you and I might be accepted. He was whipped, that we might be healed, because by his might be healed, because by his stripes we are healed. We were healed. He died that you and I might live. No one has impacted this world more than this star of stars. 2,000 years ago at that first Christmas, remember the wise men who came from the east to Jerusalem? They came with this question. They came asking, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and we have come to worship him. Lift up your heads, no need to mourn his hand is stretched out for unto us a child is born, his promise to
So who's the number one superstar? Bow your heads with me. Father, at the close of this service this morning, we invite again your sweet Holy Spirit to come and knock upon heart's doors here this morning. Reveal the love of Jesus to them. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I ask you the most important question of all time and eternity. Do you really know Jesus? Do you know that you know that your life is right with God? That you're in right relationship with your heavenly Father? Do you know with certainty that heaven will be your home? This morning, I'm prepared to pray a prayer. We call it the prayer of salvation. A prayer that will make you right with God and give you a home in heaven forevermore. If you would like to be included in that prayer, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, would you just lift up a hand? It's a sign of your faith. It's your yes to Jesus. Thank you, I see that hand. Thank you, I see that hand. God bless you, I see that hand. Yes, thank you. How many more this morning? It's a demonstration of your faith in God. Your faith that He alone can save you. Yes, I see that hand. God bless you. How many more this morning? You want to know that you know that you know you're right with God and on your way to heaven. I'm not asking you to join this church. No one will embarrass you or call you out. This is all about walking with Jesus, knowing Jesus, relationship with the lover of your soul. How many more this morning? I don't want to leave anyone out. I know that souls are struggling. I know that there's a tug of war going on. Please don't put off for tomorrow what God wants you to do today. Isn't it time you say yes to Jesus? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Keep those hands lifted up this morning for you that want to be included in this prayer. I want you to pray this prayer with me. I want everyone to pray it out loud, especially for you that have your hands lifted up. Make this prayer your prayer. Own this prayer. Are you ready? Dear Jesus, I come to you right now and I confess I've sinned I am a sinner, but Jesus, you're my Savior. Save me from my sin. I know you love me. You love me so much. You paid the price 
for my sins I accept what you did for me upon the cross I receive it and I believe it and I believe that you rose from the dead with resurrection life I want that life Jesus a new life a changed life thank you Jesus for 